up on Membed here, Membed Aleph, the new parish, Meshurich Milchamba. Okay, so that's the next thing that is Marine Belashana Kodesh, which is interesting because you would think that if you're if you're making these announcements, you want everybody to understand you. But okay, Meshurich Milchamba, B'Shashem Medaber Alam, when he's speaking to the people before they go to war, Belashana Kodesh Ayim Medaber, he was speaking in Hebrew. When you draw close to the war, um, and the Kohen will draw close. Um, this is the Kohen that's especially been anointed for the purposes of war, for making these announcements and leading the people to war. And he speaks to the people. In Hebrew. How we know that means in Hebrew, the Gemara will say. And he says to them, Hear Israel. You are drawing close to your enemy. Aloy vechem, you're drawing close against your enemy. Velo al achichem, not against your brethren. Lo Yehuda al Shimon, lo Shimon al Binyamin, not one tribe against the next, which sometimes happened in the uh, certainly in the pre-kingship period there when they had those uh, civil wars. Shein tipu biadam, that were you to fall in their hands when if, if you were fighting a civil war, yirachmo lechem, they're your brothers and they would have compassion on you. Shemoshenemar veyikum anashim, asher nikru b'shemot veyachziku b'shivya. And the people who rose who were uh, named, and this was during a, uh, this is one, this is Pechach Ben Remal Yahu. Um, this was actually with the, uh, you know, with uh, when it was Yehuda and Israel after the uh, split of the kingship. Okay, so. Um, that the uh, that the uh, that, that the Israel had taken captives from Yehuda, and the uh, people said, if you take a look, Rashi summarizes it. If you look at like th- three lines into Rashi in the New Parak, he says, They took a lot of captives from Yehuda. There was a prophet Oded. God was angry with Yehuda, and that's why you were taking them captive and you have smitten them without, uh, without you know any relief and now you want to take them as slaves he said return the captivity okay so he said might be you know God, God allowed you to win the war but send the captives back so what does the Bosch say they took hold of the uh, of, of the captives and all those that were naked he'll be sure they clothed based from the booty and they put on clothes and they put on shoes and fed and give them to drink and they, and they anointed them and they put them on donkeys for all that were um, that were uh, uh, stumbling that all that were you know were not able to stand for themselves and they brought them to Yericho the city of uh, palm, uh, palm trees by the brethren and they returned to Shomron so that's what will happen if you fall amongst your brothers but you, you're going against your enemy. That if they have, that if you fall into their hands, they will not have compassion. Do not. So on the one hand, that's you know, so that's something to be afraid of. Be aware that that's what you're getting yourselves into. Okay, but do not let your heart be uh, be softened. Do not be afraid. Um, do not fear. Don't tremble. Do not let your heart tremble. Be be, be 
afraid from the like a braying of the horses, the tzitzuchei charavot and the clashing of the swords. Al kiru, do not be afraid. Nei hagafa trisim the 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 claim clamoring of the shields. Apparently, I thought when said clamoring of the shields, it meant like you know when the armies attack one another, but the shield being up. Right. So that's what Rashi says. Right. That's what Rashi says. They would bang their shields together on one side to make the other side fearful. The shafaat kalgasim, the flowing of the kalgasim. Rashi says kalgasim means chayalot. I did not get a chance to look it. Obviously, is somewhat probably Greek word or something. Um, Literally, but it's used to mean oh, like the trampling of the boots or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this guy says it's in Latin. Okay, and what does he say? Shafaat means like the uh, stomping or something. I thought about like the flowing of blood, but that didn't make sense. What is he no, no, no. What did he just say? The word shafaat kalgasi means the noise. What? Glittering? Interesting. No, the sword. No, we have not up to the sword yet. Maybe unless he. And what's after clashing of the shield? He says glittering of the sword. So they translate called what? Hordes of enemy soldiers. Oh, like the shefa. I see, like the flowing. Okay, the hordes of the soldiers. Okay. Altech bezumi kol kranot. Do not be afraid from the horns, from the blasting of the horns. Alta Artsu, do not tremble in Nekot's Vachot from the cries. Hashem is going with you. They are coming with the victory or like the you know, the with the strength of human beings. And you are coming with the victory, you know, with the strength of God. Because of the valor the valor, you know, of uh, of Goliath, of Goliath, Mahia Sufa, what was his end? Rasnafabakhet he fell by the sword, Vinaflu Amobade Amon and his and his people fell by the sword. Bo I'm sorry, Vinaflu Vinaflu Amon, his people fell. Bne Amon, Bromini Tronosho Shobach, the people of Amon came with the valor of Shobach, Maya Sofo, Lasofnafabakhev, he fell by the sword, Vinaflu Amon, his nation fell. Fatel and you, Iatem Gain, you're not like this Kia Shemokem Olechimachem, Hashem your God is going with you, Lilachem Lachem, Zem Machane Aron, you are coming with God, you are coming with the Aron, you will be victorious. So it's interesting. Right on the one hand, he makes it aware, like you know, this is not, uh, this is very, very serious. Like what will happen if you fail? Like if you know, if you are held captive, but then, um, but then uh, you know, strengthens their heart not by misrepresenting what the threat is and what the danger is, but by putting their faith in God. Okay, so now let's see what the Gemara says. My comma. What does it mean? How do we know that it has to be in Hebrew? Hachi comma. Shenemar vidiber. Okay, by the ten, by the Asesa Dibros. Alright, which is obviously, there's a lot of debares in the Torah, and Tosus discusses, um, actually, let's take a look at Tosus. Tosus says like this, um, so Tosus says, uh, where were we? Um, Yushami, Lama, begin to see the debare. Hare Kriya Shema, Dixibe, Vidibartabam, Vihina Maris Pachola Shon. Ella writes, or Haba Kriya Shema, that can mean any language. Ella begin to see by Amira. Right, Vidibera Kohen Vamar, and then he says, Hare Parshas Vidu Maiser, Exibe Amira, Vinemers Pukhola Shon. So, right, so, Amrebi Chagai Nemakam Hagosh of Nemo Halagosh, Manichua Kurni, Manigish, Shemar, Halabalasham Kodesh, Kambalash, and Kodesh. Okay, and then the Gemara goes on. But anyway, it's not so clear how exactly we got Hebrew, and if anything, you would think that this is something that you might want in translation. But anyway, okay, moving back, maybe again, maybe to emphasize God's salvation, there's a power to the use of the language. Back to the Gemara. 
any Kohen can speak to the people it doesn't say that there's only a particular one the Shotrim speak uh, afterwards right and they say you know the same way Shotrim are in an appointed position because they're presumably appointed by the Shoftim they're the officers of the court so Av Kohen B'Memuna Kohen has to be somebody specifically appointed in that position. The Ema Kohen Gadol, so maybe it's the Kohen Gadol. Right? So do me the Shoter, similar again to an officer. My Shoter Sheesh Mimuna Agabav, so the Shoter is somebody who appointed that has somebody over him, the Shofet. Af Kohen Sheesh Mimuna Agabav, it has to be a Kohen that's been appointed that reports to somebody. So who is that? Kohen Gadol, Nami Haika Melech, how Agabav, how about the king? The king is above him in the hierarchy, like we saw before, the king gives the Sefer Torah to the, uh, to the Melech by, 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 by Hakel. So the Gemara says, no. In the context of the Avod and the Beis HaMikdash, there's nobody higher than the Kohen Gadol. So it has to be somebody who's appointed to the task, but lower than the Kohen Gadol. The Amos Gan, maybe it's the Vice Kohen Gadol. So, no, Sgan Lav Memunahu. He's not really appointed, which doesn't mean he's not appointed, but he's not appointed for this type of a task. So Sgan really has only one function. The time you tell I'm Rabbi Hanina Sgan Kohanim, Sgan Kohanim, so Rabbi Hanina, who himself is the Sgan Kohanim, Lamas Sgan Memuna, or Lama for what purpose is the Sgan appointed? Sheim Irebo Psul, the Kohen Gadol, Nichnas Umashamish Tachtav, that he is there to replace the Kohen Gadol if the Kohen Gadol dies. His job, he's the vice president, right? He has nothing really to do other than to be the replacement for the Kohen Gadol, so he does not have any other type of a function which would, so he cannot be the the guy who's appointed for the purpose of war. Now, Tosu actually raises an interesting question. Tosu says, the Im Tomar, Hamina Besan Hedin Per Kohen Gadol, Kishu Menachem Achirim, Kolam Ovim Zachar Zeva, Mimunem Matzo, Vitani Kishu Omei, Bishura, Menachem Betachirim, Sgan, Mishok Melchama, Omei Bimino. So basically, this Gan plays a role in assisting the Kohen Gadol. He's not just waiting for the Kohen Gadol to die, like when the Kohen Gadol is receiving warners or is giving consolation, the Gan is there somehow, you know, assisting him. Okay? Okay. And he passes him the Torah, right? Remember, Papa Shmamina Mehamas Nisin Klas, Shmamina Enos Gan, Hainus Gan, Hainu Mimuna, Yeshua So he has a status of being appointed for certain things. So Tosu says, Vadim Mimuna Hayulid Vadim Shaminu Achiv, Achav Akonim. Yes, he was appointed to certain tasks. But biblically speaking, it might, might be that his, you know, fellow Kohanim had him do certain jobs and he was given certain tasks, but that was more out of like, you know, a, uh, a decision, like an internal Kohanim decision to give him that type of a role. But it's not a biblically recognized status. It's like other types of people that the Kohanim might have appointed. You know, different types of people to take on different levels of responsibility. But it is not a biblically recognized status. So what it's saying is, is that the status of the Mimuna, as far as the Torah recognizes it, of the Skan, which is funny, like I don't remember seeing anywhere in the Torah that it speaks about a status of a Skan, but whatever, it says the only biblical status there is to be ready to take over for the Kohen Gadol. So this has to be some other type of a status. Okay, so back to the Gemara. Why that language is obviously a very evocative language, right? Because we know about Shema Yisrael. All you need is the Sukhut of saying Shema Yisrael, right? And then I, I will protect you, you will not fall in their hands. 
He would speak to them twice. Once by the border city, before they left the uh, actual, um, you know, home uh, uh, country itself. And once right before they actually, uh, you know, had the battle. The Safar Mahu Omer, what would he say at the border city? The Chazru. He would say, "Listen to what the uh, you know the uh, the uh, uh, the officers or whatever are telling you. The Shofim are telling you when they tell you like who is the one who is fearful, who is the one who married a woman, who is the one who built a house. So listen to what they said. And if you're in one of those categories, go back. Okay. But Yochamah Omer, what would he say when it came time for the war? Then when they were about to actually have the battle, he would give them this. Uh, you know, he would give them this." Uh, this uh, encouraging speech and say do not be afraid okay now by the way it's quite interesting because if you look at the Torah the Torah has the order in the opposite way <laughs> right the Torah says that the Kohen comes and he says you know and then it says so the Torah first he says do not be afraid you're going into battle do not be fearful and then the Shotrim come and say you know if you're in this category go home and if you're in that category go home the Gemara logically reverses the order. I mean, it doesn't deal with the Psukim. But logically, you might as well tell people to go home earlier, and you might as well give them the, you know, the, uh, the courage right before they actually engage in the battle. Okay, now, now that's four languages. That corresponds to four things that they, the, the non-Jews, the enemies, would do in order to make them fearful. Magifin, they would clang their uh, shields. Umarin, they would blow the horn. They would scream out, and they would trample. Okay, now we get to talk about the story of uh, Goliath, because that's part of the whole message. It's actually quite interesting, right? Just out of, before we get to it, like, here obviously he's, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, when you speak ad hoc, he's uh, extemporizing. extemporizing. Anyway, right? <laughs> he's speaking ad hoc. Anyway, he's speaking ad hoc. Uh, he's like not a fixed text. He's saying like, don't be afraid. And then he's uh, elaborating. He's embellishing. So is that elaboration and embellishing? Does that have to be in Hebrew? Right? I mean, I find the whole thing so fascinating. Of all the things that have to be in Hebrew, this thing, which his whole goal is to like speak to the hearts of the people. If Hebrew, I mean, if they're natural languages, Hebrew, it's one thing. But you know. But if it's uh, that not necessarily the most natural language, it's funny that that would be the language that you would be limited to speak in. Would that only be the fixed text that's in the Torah? When he speaks about Goliath and whatever else he decides to say in order to give a rousing speech, would that have to be in Hebrew? It doesn't make sense to say that, but yes, anyway. Couldn't this be an argument that... Hebrew is really what Jews are supposed to be. Well, yes, clearly. I mean, obviously, obviously that was true in the Torah, you know, that they were speaking. But the fact that you have to have a whole discussion about whether it's Nehemiah and Becholashon mm-hmm. speaks to the fact that there would be a time when it would not make the most sense to talk this way. The whole thing's anachronistic, right? In other words, well, clearly. Right? In other words, I mean, some of... The Torah is not going to reference Goliath. Right. That's the first thing. Right, so that's, that's, that's a good point, too. Well, by the sword. <laughs> well, well, that's right. a good point, too. Okay, so Goliath, that's a good point, too. Goliath, Amar Yochanan. So now we're going to do a on God, David, The word Goliath is he stood with a brazenness, you know, chutzpedik in front of God. Choose for yourself a person and let him come down and fight against me. And what he really meant was like, I'll take on your God.
God. Okay, because Ish means God. Especially in the context of war. Okay, Amar Kadesh Baruch So God says in response, I'll make him fall in the hand of a son of man, like of a child. So it's, uh, it's a playing off of Ish, and he fell in the hand of a Ben Ish. Okay, how's that? That was a biblical idea, that if you lost the war, it meant your God lost the war. Like, come on. Right, right. Right. Good point, too. Right, absolutely. Good point. Three places, this wicked person, his, this, uh, his, his own mouth trapped him. He said the word that ultimately would become, would come true. Um, choose yourself a man and let him come, come down against me. So that's somehow suggesting that he will like, like descend upon him, like so conquer him. The idach in yuchali hilachem iti vikeni 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 what's the, what's the grammar anyway if he will be able to fight against me and smite me so even though he said if he'll be able to fight against me and smite me but he did say that he will smite me the idach in the third the kamalei David, hakelam anochi am I a dog yatab ba'elai b'maklot that you're coming against me with sticks but ultimately describing him in a way in which he would be he would be beaten like a dog so the Gemara says if that's true David David also said to him, You are coming against me with the sword and the spear and, um, and so on. So therefore, David also is saying that you're coming to get, you know, you're attacking me. So why don't we say David also said something that was about his own downfall, about David's own downfall? And it says, No. Hadar Amarle, no, because the end of the Pesach is, You are coming to me with a sword and I am coming against you in the name of God, which is exactly like the language that the Kohen Gadol with the Kohen Mashuk Muhammad was using we're coming in the name of God but the point being that as opposed to just saying like Dithmiya how do you pray what you're planning on, on coming against me like a dog David sort of ended his statement but by saying you think that that's you know your power but in the end I am coming with the power of God so that was not seen as trapping himself with his own words um okay Asher Chirafta that you have uh, blasphemed and the uh, Philistine um, uh, grew close, uh, rising up early and going, uh, uh, you know, in, in the morning and the evening. So we're echoing the Kriyat Shema we said before, Shema Yisrael. So what else is Hashkem Beherav? He'd make these big announcements right at the time of Kriyat Shema in order to prevent them. It probably echoes the earlier point. As the Chus of Kriyat Shema saves them, right? And here he's preventing them. And it's all about, again, this theme about God is the power with which we fight. Okay? So, and that was like what David said, I'm coming with Shem Hashem. So he is countering that. But he's a save Arba'im Yom, and he stood there for 40 days, um, challenging the people. 40 days that the Torah was given. Now, what does that make sense? So Rashi says, well, since it took 40 days for the Torah to be given, say, that, 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 uh, that sort of delay allowed Goliath to stand against them for 40 days. So again, it's very much right about the power of God and the power of Torah. So if the Torah was delayed for 40 days, you know, in its giving, God, God had the ability to stand against them for those 40 days. And the person of Benayim came from the camps of Plishtim. So how is Galyat being described as Isha Benayim? My Benayim. Amarav Shemivunemikomu. He is constructed and built, you know, he's perfect from any blemish. Um, he's only like the 
average amongst his brothers. You should see, if you think he's big, you should see his older brother. Okay? And we're going to discuss in a minute a passage that speaks about the four children. Um, he's like built like, you know, a building. Like he's huge and he's solid and so on. So Benoni is basically a hundred... Um, I mean, Rashi basically says it means he had like a hundred fathers and one mother. So basically, that his mother like slept with a hundred men. And Tosus actually, uh, Rashi says so that he didn't know who his father was. But Tosus actually quotes an interesting agadita or whatever that believes that somehow if uh, they all sort of uh, it all happened at the same time, you know, um, then uh, he could actually have multiple fathers um, <laughs> biologically. What's the drasha? From between many. Uh, uh, you know, from Benayim, from ben, it's Benayim. You know, from you like the word Papa. Yeah, I don't know. If you think you look at Rashi, Rashi says so, Papi. Rashi says if you want to look at Rashi, Barmea Papi Vchadanani Ben Hataarovet from the mixture. Shabo Harbea Nashim Alimo Belayla Chatanit Abrami Nechad Nimsa Echad Aviv Kulan Min Naafim. One is the father, and they're all adulterers. And Rashi says Nani is the Av Belashin Parsi. I don't know. Nana, I thought was a grandmother. And we Papi, that would be a Papa. Um, anyway, Parshtara. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Parshtara is. Anyway. Papa and Nana are ancient. I have no idea. Yeah. Sounds like it, but anyway. Okay. Um, so, but but this is. Uh, what, what, anyway, but what was this? Mayup, right, 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 exactly. But a but hundred fathers and one mother, or something like that. The Galyat Shemo, his name was Galyat Migat from Gat Tani Rav Yosef Shakol Dashimet Imok Gat that's to keep on the previous theme everyone trampled you know had sex with his mother like you know like you were uh, thresh in the uh, in the uh, Gat in the uh, no, where, where the pressing the, the wine press trample wine right Ksiv Ma'arot V'Karina Ma'arachot right which is God uh, um, so uh, what, what's the Pasuk there Ma'arot uh, Plishtim um, right from the uh, from the caves of the Plishtim or is it Marchot Plishtim, the, uh, the, the, the troops? So, Shakol Ha'arubi Imo, everybody basically had sex with his mother. The word Ha'ara is the, the specific act, the way of describing the act of intercourse. Um, okay, Ksiv Harpa, the Ksiv Arpa. So this is the question about who um, his mo- uh, his mother is. We're going to see in a minute. It says uh, that that there were four children. So there's a no- later pasuk that speaks about how David went to war um, against, and there was uh, four separate battles with the children of Harpa, and one of them is Galyat Migat. So it actually sounds like that these were actually. Um, I mean, that is described later in the later in the Navi, but it actually sounds like that these actually were the brothers of Galyat that he fought against in different battles and that the mother's name was Harpa but there's another place where her name is called Arpa we know Arpa by the way from the whole root story okay so uh, so Siv Harpa Siv Arpa Rav Chadamar Harpa Shema her name was Harpa the Ramanikashma Arpa Shekol Orfino Tam Me'achareha 
everybody basically the word oref is like the back of the neck everybody um, has uh, you know uh, has sex with her from behind so again with this whole thing about her mother his mother you know having sex with all these men the Chadam Arpa Shema her name was Arpa Harpa she called Dashimoso Karifot everybody tramples her like Karifot which is like essentially grain that gets trampled so once again keeping on the same theme there the woman spread the blanket over the pit and she scattered on it like this grain in order for the you know to come and to fall into the pit it was a class, one of those classic traps anyway so different ways of describing you know her mother and having sex with all these men his mother if the uh, you know foolish one is ground up in the uh, sort of in the you know in the mill like the uh, like the harifut like the like the grain is is milled so again harifut means means like the milling the trampling of grain okay that arbaat ela yodula harpa these four killed sons were born to harpa begat david and they fell in the hand of david in the hand of his servants you what were the names of the four and actually this is this is actually in the psukim it names these four sons amr avchizda saf umadon galyat v'yishbi benov okay so that's actually it's funny that he has to quote him saying it it's actually in the psukim and he fell in the hand of david and his servants t'chsiv v'tishak arpa l'chamota the root dovkaba. So now, our, now we're connecting this arpa to the arpa from the root story, which is obviously very symbolically significant because David descends from root, and arpa's root sister, who does not stay around. So now we are going to say that ultimately they were descended from that arpa. Okay, so arpa ki- kissed her mother-in-law, and Ruth cleaves to her. Let the children of the one who gave the goodbye kiss, right, who abandoned her mother-in-law. And let them fall in the hands of the ones who stick, who stuck close to her mother-in-law. So it is really sad because Orpah does not seem like a bad person, you know. <laughs> okay, so she stuck around all that time. She just did not have the same self-sacrificing nature of Ruth. But now that here her children fall in the hands of David, okay, Darish Rava. Bishar Arbad Ma'at for the reward of the four tears, Shorida Arpa Al Khamatah that she cried for her mother in law, Zahtaviyata Mimeno Arba Giborin, so she had these four, you know, my, uh, you know, you know, mighty uh, children. Like, you know, if Galyat was only an average of the four children, right? So in the end they all got wiped out in battle. But first she had them, you know, she had them as a reward for the to, for the crying. Od. So I it might be Dar Darshan Tisenakolan and Tifkena is two, and O doubles it as four. Rashi says that it's crying in both eyes, so that's two, and the O doubles it to four. Okay. So now back to Garyat. It says the uh, the um, arrow of his sword, the 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 wood of his sword. So Amr Rebelezer Adayin Lohigianu Rechetzish Vachoshaloto Rasha. So Chetz is like half. That all of describing how tall he was and how mighty and as victorious. That only that's not even half of his praise of how how you know uh, mighty he was. Mikan. Uh, so why did it only describe half? You're not supposed to talk about the praise of the wicked. It's true he was very mighty or whatever, but the Torah did not fully describe it. Because, like, let's not go back maybe to the discussion before about flattery. But anyway, let's not too, too much build up the Rishayim. So the Torah says, 
that's true, don't discuss it at all. Why are you just at all describing his his valor and his might? So it says, No, because you have to describe how great it was that David, you know, um, uh, uh, beat him. So you have to speak about how great Gaius was, not for the sake of Gaius, for the sake of David. Okay. So it's a little counterbalance. It's a little rachamim for Orpa, right? It's expressed here. Yeah, that she got these four valors. Right. Uh, yeah. It's offset. The harshness is a little bit offset Correct. by these brushes. Correct. Okay. Bnei Amon, okay. Bnei Amon, bo b'nitzchono shel shovach. Okay, it came with the uh, with the valley of shovach, which is its own story in Sefer Shmuel. Okay, but where it's the same thing is described in Divrei uh, Hayamim, he's called shovach. So ksiv shovach, ksiv shovach. So Rabbi Shmuel, Charmar shovach. His name was shovach. The Rabbi Nikkor Shmuel shovach. Why is it called shovach? Shasui to shovach. He was built like a uh, like a pigeon coop, like tall maybe and very very tall. The Charmar shovach. His name was shovach. Anybody who would see him nishpach lefanav would like you know would like uh, spill out before him, maybe like lose control of his bowels or like melt in front of him. Kikiton like a pitcher. Okay, eshpato kitever patuach kulam giborim. His uh, quiver is like an open grave. They are all uh, uh, you know uh, mighty men. So what does that mean? Ramishmuel. So ami vamilei rav ami vravasi chadamar b'shatsha zorkin chait. When they shoot an arrow, osim ashpatot ashpatot shel chalalin. They make, uh, you know, they make mounds and mounds like an ashpah. He has like a garbage heap. They make mounds and mounds. So this is, by the way, this I didn't give you the context. This is talking about the uh, the armies of Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, so we're going to get in Darshan and Psukim that deal with like enemies that fought against the Jews. Okay, so these are the armies of Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and also Rashi says it's a similar like a debate of Rav and Shmuel Darshan and Shovah and Shofach so here's a debate of Rav and Shmuel about this word about Ashpato which could mean quiver but could also mean like a garbage heap okay so let's take a look so it says like this when these armies shoot arrows, osin ashpatot ashpatot They make mounds and mounds of corpses. So that's ashpatot kever patuach, like an open grave. umanim Maybe you'll say, oh, that's just because they're expert at battle, but they're not themselves, you know, uh, mighty and powerful. They're just like good, you know, good archers. Talmud lomar kulam giborim. No, they are all valorous, mighty men. Okay, zecharamar. No, what's ashpatot mean? Beshash osin when they have to relieve themselves, osim aspatot aspatot shel They make mounds and mounds of excrement. Okay, which basically just means that they're so huge that that's how much like food that they have to you know discharge. Okay, funny way of praising them. No, that's not because they're just so huge. That's just because they have like a you know that they, they have a bad digestive system, right? They exactly digestive issues. No, 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 no. They're mighty, which means also I guess they have good uh, control of their bowels. I'm a Rebbe Mari. Shmanina haiman denafish zivle. You see from this that somebody that's got a lot of excrement cholim ayimu as a general rule because we had this havamina that maybe they have a problem with their stomach so somebody's got a lot of excrement they've got a stomach problem. So I don't know why that's such a chiddish. Anyway, l'may nafdimine why why is this important to know? Litroch benavshe this person should then take care of themselves if that's what's happening to you go see a doctor go daven. Okay. Agav lev ish daven what? Okay. 
That's what Rashi says. Okay, Levakesh lo refuot. No, I'm sorry. Rashi says Levakesh lo refuot. Rashi says go go see a doctor. Oh, I'm fine. That's what you do when you're sick? Is you see a doctor? Okay. But Daga believe Yishchena, I think, I'm trying to remember, is it Yishchena? I don't know, because we're going to dodge in both ways. I don't remember the way it's originally read in the, it's, it's written in the Pasuk. Anyway, if there's, if there's worry in a heart's man, he should be either Yishchena or Yishchena. Let's take a look. Oh no, both are reading it, Yishchena, excuse me, with a sin. Try to put it out of your mind. How do you deal with problems? Whatever, you distract yourselves. Try to put it out of your mind. No, you have to talk to somebody. So here you see, the Gemara believes in therapy. Okay? <laughs> what do you have to do if you've got a problem? Don't just try to push it down or whatever, then it's going to resurface or distract yourself from it. You need to talk about it in order to relieve that so concern. So it doesn't act up in your mouth. So it doesn't act up in your mouth. Okay, we will end with this. <laughs>